I'm Simone Paget, and welcome to We're Never Doing This Again, a podcast about sex, dating, and all of those weird and wonderful messy experiences that we have no desire to repeat. Today, I am so excited to have as my guest, Mr. Casey Palmer of Casey Palmer, Canadian Dad. Casey's a writer, one of my oldest like OG internet friends turned real life friends. When I decided to do this podcast, like you were someone who immediately came to mind as someone I wanted to talk to because um, you've been there like since the beginning of the mess and <laughs> we're still friends. Maybe do you want to tell like everyone how we met? Uh, Simone and I go back to the days of a little site called Live Journal, which is what was the happening thing to do in the early 2000s, which is apparently, according to my kids' daycare for March break, is called retro at this point. And I am sad. And Whoa. it's not retro. The early 2000s are just very, it's just the early 2000s, not retro. I, I refuse to accept it. Back on topic. Yeah. Simone and I met in, uh, I believe it was the Hip Hop Heads group on live yes. journal and when mutual <laughs> shared love for hip hop in my young naive self made many friends who, you know, Simone used to be here in the lovely city of Toronto, Ontario for a number of years and we hung out and it was amazing. And now yeah. she's not. And the city is ever worse for it, but we've stayed in <laughs> touch over the years. And actually uh, we, we managed to meet up like last summer when I was yeah. uh, on the other side of the country with my yeah. wife for a 10th anniversary and we hung out with Simone and had an amazing night. So yeah. Yeah. You were one of my first like people I saw outside of my bubble for like a post. <laughs> thing. So oh, yeah. And it was well worth it. Woo! It was good times. I, we had a good night. I, I really enjoyed that. It was good to catch up. I was going to say about live journal. I read somewhere there's actually a live journal Facebook group that I belong to. And apparently the site I'm, this might be wrong, but it's like Russian owned. Oh, and totally. Were, oh, okay. Because people were really worried that like they might lose their old blog. So I actually went and backed up <laughs> and downloaded. Mm -hmm. I It's weird. It's like I was only like, I was on there for about 10 years posting, only super active really for about three. But okay. it felt like so long. It felt it like <laughs> 10 years of heavy posting, but it wasn't. It was like, there's like so many posts and some of them are so embarrassing at some point, maybe I'll go actually like work myself up enough to read through them. But yeah, I totally did, I did it all. I went through actually and downloaded them and I integrated them into my website. So now my posts oh. on my site go back as far as 2002. But what I've done is, you know, I went through, I curated the hell out of it because I know there's so much on there that was overshare and things that nobody needs to know in my current life where I was just like, mm -mm, that one's staying on private. That one's gone. That I, I was very careful as to what would actually be there publicly. And some people have noticed and some people haven't because I've done like started to link between things and yeah. start, you know, when I refer to an old story, then I'm like, oh yeah, here's this post I wrote from 2004 about this thing. And so it's become a very interesting part of the narrative and just woven itself in uh, pretty organically because, you know, my brand has always just been me because I'm totally into myself, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just part of my story as it should be, I think. Yeah. I, I try to do it as uh, non-annoyingly as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very tastefully done. So I'm all for it. I'm not sure if I've actually told you this story, but it <laughs> there's so many. Already. So I'm down for whatever. Let's go. <laughs> okay. It's about the time I went to 
an adult summer camp for single socially awkward adults. Uh, this okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it was an adult summer camp in like deep in the woods of Pennsylvania, um, hosted by like a dating site. <laughs> Your face, Casey. Okay, my my eyes are just wide open. As soon as you said deep Pennsylvania, I'm like, this is already problematic. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets better or worse, however you want to look at it. I agreed to take a plus one with me. I took my friend who's also a journalist who lived in New York City. I was like, you have to come with me. Like, I need somebody. So we boarded this bus with like a bunch of other people. Okay. <laughs> we arrived in like it was late at night it was already dark it was may i should say and not like a hot may but like early may still kind of cold at night okay and we quickly learned like once we're there that we're staying in unheated cabins Mm-mm. made of like particle board Mm-mm. at this like <laughs> decommissioned children's camp Mm-mm. and no wait they're co-ed cabins. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, so, that sounds comfortable. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is like during John, Donald Trump's presidency. Did you really say like, it's like already for socially awkward adults in co-ed cabins? Like, how is any of this good? The, the camp wasn't actually for socially awkward adults, but like I just figured going into it that this would be like the only kind of person who'd agree to go Okay. Or maybe not. It would either be the extremely outgoing or like the people who were like, they're like, I need a boot camp for dating, which there's nothing wrong with that. But like, mm-hmm. we went into this not really knowing what to expect. Got so it. on the schedule, like they had like different theme nights. So I think this was like, we got there on a Thursday and like Saturday night was going to be like a costume party, like a Halloween party, even though it was in May. Mm-hmm. There was this guy in our cabin who like, I mean, co-ed cabin, like everyone looks suspicious. Like (laughs) my friend and I were like literally like changing under our jackets or like just like shielding each other. It's so weird to think now, like after all this isolation that we are just like thrown into a cabin with a bunch of random people Mm -hmm. post me to like pre-COVID. I look over to the other side of the cabin. There's this guy just like putting on a Spider-Man costume. And one of the other guys was like, hey, buddy, you realize like costumes night night is Saturday. And he's like, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that guy did not take off the Spider-Man costume for the entirety of the weekend. We were there until like Sunday. What? (laughs) And that's not even the strangest (laughs) thing that happened that weekend. (laughs) There was also like this other guy who was like i'd say like i was in my 30s when i went to this people tell me i look like slightly younger than my age Mm -hmm. i was dressed very young like just in like jeans and t-shirt you know hair pulled back i just kind of tried to blend in and at the mixer like we meet this guy who no word of a lie like looks like he's like 45 (laughs) I, i was like dude like why are you here yeah, like, I don't know if it was, like, a 21 Jump Street slash never been kissed situation, like, but this guy seemed like a plant, um, especially once she, he told us that he was a child psychologist. Mm. And, like, he just, okay. like, throughout the weekend, like, he'd just, like, walk into rooms, like, you'd be 
getting changed in like an empty deserted cabin and you turn around and he was just standing in the doorway with a coffee cup and he was always like <laughs> drinking coffee and was like hey there ladies <laughs> how are you oh, oh. And see, I, I wanted to tell you this story because i know like just from knowing you and like your instagram bio that you're all about men like doing good and stepping up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this is like oh. a car crash of like men not doing well <laughs> i i don't know what it is honestly it's okay so i try to be as open-minded as possible in life and i don't know what it is but there seems to just be more and more guys who really just do not have a clue the older i get and i'm just yeah. like i don't understand why it's become an epidemic of its own proportion where it's just like i just hear so many horror stories the a lot of the single guys i know do not have their act together and i'm just like what what happened and you know you know i to be fair there's probably a lot of social study and everything that gives that answer that i do not have in my head right now but there's there's it's we've broken somewhere generally speaking and i'm still trying to figure out how do we reverse that yeah i am too because i meet so many men and a lot of them like I met on that on this weekend which I'll get to this actually like it does have like a positive outcome although you won't see that coming (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it makes me wonder like how do people get to their 30s or even their 40s and seem to have like the same or worse struggles in people who are just starting out like that Mm. I mean it's it's you know, I think what we do is we over rely on self-correction, right? Where it's like, well, eventually spontaneously figure it out when it's really the opposite. If no one calls you on your, I don't know, can we swear on this podcast? Oh, Come on, yeah. How's your feeling about that? I was just oh, double yeah. checking. I know you, but I didn't know what your stance was. Okay. So people don't, <laughs> cut, people don't get called on their bullshit, right? And then yeah. it just continues to perpetuate for years and years and years. And then that's just, you know, it gets to a point where not not too old to change their ways, but maybe just uninterested in doing so because they made it this far doing the way doing it the way they do then why bother right yeah so it's kind of a sad reality of just like we end up broken and then we are either unwilling to be fixed or people give up on fixing us yeah no that's true welcome to a depressing episode (laughs) (laughs) all Uh, the truth bombs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but this is what I was hoping like would happen is we can talk about some of this stuff and get mm-hmm. to like what's underneath these we- weird stories because like there's weirdness, but like underneath that there's like probably there's, some- there's reasons for everything somewhere. Yeah. You just have to you know <laughs> figure it out, I guess. <laughs> like the women at this camp for the most part seemed fairly normal, um, and mm-hmm. then the guys it was like an interesting mix of people, and it felt like I was on. Like I was living inside a dating app for a weekend. Interesting. You see like every different kind of person from the like players to like the people you definitely swipe left on. So the first night at the camp, like we go to this mixer, we've like identified like kind of people to watch out for. There's like Spider-Man is like in his costume the whole time. Um, He's high on the list. Oh yeah. (laughs) If there's like a watch (laughs) list for like, he's on there. Um, we all go to bed. It's like freezing because there's no heat. I'm awoken sometime in the middle of the night by sounds coming from the bathroom because the bathroom, this was like a cabin that housed 10 people and it was adjoined right. by a co-ed bathroom to another cabin right. housing 10 people. So there's 20 people. In the cabin. <laughs> so I'm like asleep until I hear 
fuck? Shit! There's no paper towels! <laughs> oh, man! And another voice being like, dude, dude, uh, calm down, calm down. And then the, the first voice, girls don't like me. I can't believe I came here. And then he, I hear like, tap, 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 like walking into like the main area of our cabin. I'm still like, I have my eyes closed. I was like, fuck, fuck. This guy's like losing his shit because some girl rejected him. And it's going to turn into some weird like incel, like violence fest because we're in the States. And I just assume oh that Americans all have guns and I'm a Canadian. And I'm just like in my bed, mm-hmm. like, squeezing my eyes shut. And then he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're okay. Fuck you. Okay, good night, gentlemen. Wait, he quoted half baked for fun. <laughs> he just <laughs> threw it in there. Like, let me just take <laughs> some lines from the De Chappelle movie and go with okay, sure. And in the dead silence, and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I was like, oh my God, what if it's like like creepy child psychologist guy and he's gonna kill all of us? And we're in like the woods in these cabins. Woke up in the morning. And one of the girls, like, across the bunk from us is like, hey, did you hear anything last <laughs> night? I was like, yeah, I fucking heard something. <laughs> what was that? And and um, I look across the other side of the cabin, and there's Spider-Man sitting on the edge of his bunk. And he's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I don't usually drink. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow yeah so that happened i wake up in the morning and i'm like at the sink trying to put in my contacts and this like guy just in like a towel and a t-shirt or shirtless Mm -hmm. comes over and is like hey so what's your name what are you into like what do you do for fun i'm like dude like (laughs) it was like the shirtless selfie come to life and I'm like, it's eight in the morning. I'm trying to put in some contacts. I can't deal with this. And then <laughs> at breakfast, the same thing. Like my friend and I were like, oh man, it's like way too early. We're eating breakfast. And these two like very like slick looking guys like come over and sit across from us. And one guy's like winking. And I'm like, dude, I'm eating eggs. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're at a children's camp. There's like absolutely nothing sexy about this place the creepy older guy we'll call him serial killer (laughs) (laughs) not on the nose at all (laughs) um it's it's late here and yeah i can't come up with creative names but um he like throughout the weekend kept on like popping up places like like i said like just like you'd be changing and he'd come in Apparently he like met a girl and she Mm -hmm. was like talking to him and they were having like a good conversation. And then like they ended up kissing where I'm like, whoa, really? Like, (laughs) like good for them. But, um, and then like she kind of pulled away and he like said to her, I like to come. That's it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, yeah, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
Wow, she even got the fact he even got a verbal response that she didn't just floor it right there and actually put out the yeah bye like mm, just I would no, just, no, she, just be gone. She literally ran for the woods, like ran from his cabin to like her cabin. So yeah, that's another example of like how does that happen? Simone, your your examples are always so extreme though. <laughs> you have so many <laughs> stories where it's just kind of like for me, it's just kind of like oh well, you know, perhaps you shouldn't have said that to your girlfriend, or hey, maybe maybe think next time you plan to do something and think about the consequences. Not like we we have some serious like you know issues going on here behavioral problems that are happening in these stories (laughs) well yeah it's bonkers so yeah it was definitely like there were some people there who like i remember one day i was just walking and this guy came up to me and he's like have you ever wondered why bathrooms have two sinks but not two toilets and I'm like, well, probably because when you're in a relationship, like you want to brush your teeth next to someone, but you probably don't need to <laughs> do your business next to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's no one. Where no I one's wondered like, that. No, no one's wondered that. Except this one person has. No one has ever wondered that question. Oh, so Lord. yeah. There are some people there who I think they were searching for, like they wanted to get unstuck. There were some people, like by the end, Spider Man. Did not take off his Spider-Man costume. But I think he had a pretty good time. Like, he was having fun. He made (laughs) friends. A lot of these people, like, didn't necessarily meet someone to date. Okay. But... But they built... They they were able to further develop their community in some form. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting, too, because there were some, like, younger guys there. And this one guy who... He was just really nice like he was fun he was outgoing and he's like yeah i've made out with like four different girls in four different days i'm like okay but it wasn't that he was like the best the best looking guy or anything he was just what we like to call like quote unquote normal (laughs) like not (laughs) doing and saying those things so it was just very interesting he was a deep Pennsylvania woods eight. Like he was, you know, in regular in regular circumstances might not have rated that high, but in deep Pennsylvania woods it worked out. Yeah. And also the isolation factor worked for some people too, because like mm-hmm. if you're on the, if you were on the slightly more normal end of things versus like the weirdo behavioral issue, maybe on an FBI watch list end of things, <laughs> then you actually did really well because you were the only option. And I think yep. what it taught me too about dating is maybe we actually have too many options and maybe having less options is a really good thing because then you can really narrow in on like a sample size of like a hundred people. You're going to find like five, six people that you really like hit it off with one, maybe that you have like more than friends connection with one or two. Yeah. And you it's so much harder to do that in real life. There's so many choices online. You know what? I'm a quick aside. As we talk, I think it's so interesting that, swipe left to swipe right are not in my vernacular not that i don't understand what they mean but sarah and i started dating just before tinder really became a thing so we started dating in uh the beginning of 2008 and so for me for the longest time swipe left and swipe right i was like i what are you what's happening here like i don't understand how the conversation i have more in relation with the dating habits of my friend's parents than i do with them (laughs) and i'm just like oh like there's days where I was like, I feel like I add an extra 10, 15 years onto my life just because of the way I have chosen to live life. And I'm like, yep, yep. 
something I'm okay with now, but in the beginning, I was like, I'm weird for my age, apparently. Yeah, I don't think you're weird for your age. I think you're like balanced for your age. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, not better. <laughs> <laughs> I always like That's use you as like an example where I'm like, there are good men out there. They're probably like, you know, your friends or whatever, but like good humans exist. Like, yeah, there are good humans. And sometimes that's like what you need to know. But <laughs> We're real. We're out here. Yeah. I mean, was going through raising... my mind when I was like, <laughs> in that unheated log cabin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, just yeah. I'm I feel like, you know, there's just I'm too super normal on my end sometimes when it comes down to the entire archetype of what we've all been told to strive for, you know, married with two kids in Toronto in a house, full time job, like everything pretty much checks off for like normal people accomplishments that i'm just like the world and the way it, it goes these days i'm just like i i don't i'm not quite there in comprehension yet i learn more as time goes on but yeah. it's uh when i hear all the horror stories that come from online dating or like even the things that people are willing to say to another human being like it's a hot mess yeah well, two things. I don't think you're fully like the normal dad. Didn't you just like interview Ryan Reynolds? Like, <laughs> That's true. Recently. You raise, you raise valid points. Yes. <laughs> just for the listeners, Casey's like kind of a big deal as far as like Canadian dads go. But yeah, it's interesting because like I think so many people want to get to your point. But for whatever reason, like the social skills or environment right now is making mm -hmm. it difficult. Well, I'd say the entire ecosystem we're in. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. entirely the fault of anyone in the dating world. The world and expectations and what's marketed to us when it comes to dating has changed so much in the last two decades, especially that now it's like trying to almost you're trying to live up to to expectations and standards that in many cases don't exist or we just don't know how to get there and so it's become really hard i think as soon as you know the internet blew up and opened our eyes to all the possibilities out there on one hand it was great because now we expected more of what was possible or what we felt we deserved which was a good thing but you know at the same time is like how do you balance that out with the very reality that a lot of us haven't figured our stuff out and are trying to figure our way there like it's just a hard equation to solve yeah no and i like i'm like in theory supposed to be an expert about this but mm -hmm. it's really like the blind leading the blind and <laughs> like the most the thing i found the most effective is like trying to work on myself Mm -hmm. and really like up level myself mm -hmm. while also like trying to remain open to people and mm -hmm. that sort of a balance i have to like i was saying like in another episode that i recorded um the other day that like boundaries are so important but you yeah. also like i don't sometimes know how to let down my guard so it's yeah it's it's an interesting balance of like personal self-development because I'm hoping like if I keep working on myself mm -hmm. and the more I keep working on myself, the more happy I become with myself. Yeah. That's, that's sort of all I'm hoping for, but. No, I think that's a, it's a, it's a solid approach. I mean, I, I think it applies towards, you know, so much more than just dating that entire knowledge of self and then happiness with self 
uh, are two such key foundational factors in making sure that we can live the best lives available to us. And what you'd hope is, like you're just saying, if you have someone who's doing that work themselves as well and can meet you somewhere where you both work well and, you know, you don't have that necessarily the codependency of someone else to bring you happiness yeah. uh, because you're two individuals who have, you know, gotten to the point where they are comfortable enough with themselves so that they don't need that. Um, but they also find the things that, you know, make you work in common with someone else and things like that. That's that's where it all happens. And it's all amazing. But it's super hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Do you think like one of the stumbling blocks people have is that they're looking for happiness in another person? Because I know I've searched for that, like when I was younger, mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. thinking that a relationship would change my life when mm -hmm. really I just needed to change my life on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, you know, I, it extends to so much more than just dating. Like, you know, people have kids because they mm -hmm. think that being a parent will make them super happy. And then when their kids aren't the people they expect them to be, it drives them nuts because, you know, they have this idealized view in their head of how family's going to work. And I have, I long since realized that my kids are their own individual people who are going to do their own thing. And it is my job to kind of shape, not shape them, but guide them on their path of like how yeah. to live their lives so they get the most out of it and become the best humans possible. But it's like, for example, like my, my kid today just like chipped his tooth in half. And oh I'm just like, God. there's there's stuff that happens all the time where you're just kind of like, I, I sit in the back and I just kind of shake my head like, this was entirely avoidable, but okay. And you just yeah. live in the moment and do what he's doing at that time. Um, but, you know, if I expected my kids to be perfect and be able to like tell me everything that I need to know or give me everything I needed from them to like make me feel like I was a good dad, then I would fail because I have yeah. to know that what I'm giving to them is the right thing. And then the same thing applies to relationships. You have to know that you're giving your partner the right thing that they need. And, you know, you won't always consistently get what you need from them, but you find your way. You're somewhere in the middle, right? Of what works. Yeah. The what works is the important thing. Right. And yeah. so I think we just need to, you know, I think maybe a lot of us have grown impatient because we've had so many negative experiences um in you know mortality is a thing <laughs> where yeah. we get to a point on the entire lifespan we're just kind of like i have less time today than i did like five years ago so i need to like yeah. make sure i use the time as wisely as possible but everything is like everything's a gamble right everything is a gamble yeah. and, and it takes time to to figure out or it takes time and willingness to figure out what will work and what is a good use of our time energy spirit whatever you want to call it yeah. And what will just, you know, lead us to feeling like we just wasted our time. But yeah. yeah. Like for me, being on the apps, even though dating experts, like even people I've interviewed for my column say, you need to be like where the people are and dating. Mm -hmm. But for me, being on the apps feels like a waste of my time. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. feel if I'm on there, I'll be on there for like five minutes make a few like connections maybe and then I'll try and get out of there as quickly as possible and like move it to <laughs> like let's just go have a drink and like meet face to face um right. at least that was my strategy like before covid now I'm kind of like I'd rather serve <laughs> what me. does one do yeah <laughs> I know people go on like virtual dates and like I've done that too but I prefer now to be set up or like kind of yeah. meet someone through like a friend so I can be like 
they're vetted and I know that like if they connect with my friends Mm -hmm. or friend group then we must have sort of a similar vibe or it's more Mm -hmm. likely that we'll be able to have like similar values and be able to have a real conversation I would hope definitely fingers crossed right (laughs) yeah and I also I'm like don't I only want to go out with people I'm actually enthused about right yeah like like, yeah i'm excited to get to know this person so (laughs) which is also hard sure it's oh that's that's, it's a good point though because you know you it's it's it kind of goes hand in hand with the entire working on yourself and knowing yourself you know really quickly what will work for you and what won't in in a lot of cases um and even if someone kind of like is middling you know it's a 50 50 chance I find that once you know yourself, you're willing to like take the chance and see where it goes. But I feel like after two or three dates, it just kind of unfolds. You're like, oh, no, no, we're good. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should probably add that I'm like the least outdoorsy person ever. I live on the West Coast where, you know, like socks and sandals and like hiking is That's the norm. True. And I do not see you outside much other than like poolside. <laughs> this is. I like to be by the pool or the is... beach. Okay. Okay, I've never really connected dots on this one. I'm like, this makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to like connect up with like an ex I'm still friends with. He wants to like go on a hike together, and I'm still just well, wait. hold I'm on. Like, let's let, okay. let, let hold, let's clarify something here for a second, okay. though. So, I need to you need to know that West Coast hiking is not the same <laughs> as East Coast hiking whatsoever. Oh, well, like or- I. For what it's worth, I've never been East Coast hiking. That's either. this is why I'm telling you. This is, okay. this is why I'm trying to inform you that like East Coast hiking, like we have a lot of wonderful trails in the province of Ontario, and Ontario goes on for ages. You get to like you can drive three hours north of Toronto, and you still won't encounter bears or anything that is going to kill you in the wild. Yeah. So like we'll go on hikes, and it'll be great. And you camp in provincial parks overnight. You just tie up your stuff so that the squirrels and raccoons don't get to it, and you're fine. There are so many bear signs in BC, so many freaking bear signs in every wilderness area. I'm like, how do you, how do you have a human population? I don't understand. I'm not afraid so much of like the bears. It's more like there's a lot of cougars here mm. too. And I don't mean mm. of like the derogatory older lady oh, I, type. I, I mean like the wild animal. Actual cougars, actual animals yeah. on four feet, on four paws. Yeah. I was like, do I need hiking boots? And he's like, well... It, it would be always yes. I do not have those. What is my <laughs> other option? He's like, well, what kind of shoes do you have? And like over COVID, I got more into like sneakers and stuff. I'm like, well, I have some Nikes that are like less valuable. <laughs> you need the traction. That's what you need. <laughs> I need for like inclines and like- gravel and dirt. Like you need to be able to stick to the ground so that, you know, if you're on uneven terrain that you don't just slip off onto the side into like a, nettle bush or whatever like hiking boots 100 percent. yeah i need hiking boots or i just need to like find a different activity to do with like my <laughs> say, or don't go hiking <laughs> like, that is an why option they, too why mess with the with a good thing of me like just not being outdoorsy <laughs> like and that's like a, a roadblock i come up against like where like i'll meet someone i connect with and then they're like yeah i really love like camping in the winter i'm like no <laughs> hard pass on that and then i try to convince myself that maybe i could be the kind of person who does those things but it's like 
no, like I like urban adventures and I like going to the beach and I grew up by the beach. I like pools. I grew up with pools. Give me the pool. You're you're outlining the grand compromise that is my marriage right now where (laughs) I did not grow up camping or doing outdoor stuff. I was was a neighborhood kid. I chilled in Mississauga, Ontario. I would ride my bike around. I'd hang out with friends at the mall. Like I didn't do outdoor stuff. And then I started dating Sarah whose family would camp literally multiple time, multiple times in the summers and she's like yeah we're camping and the first camping experience we had was horrible it was just yeah really bad torrential rain for like 16 hours straight on a weekend where i was missing my annual family barbecue like it was just not good and over the years we figured out ways to make it work my kids are growing up in camping culture now and everything so it turned out well but it's something i had to work out over time right it's not something that i uh what if it was of my own volition if this was like casey palmer doing casey palmer stuff casey palmer would not be out camping that would not be a thing but because casey palmer is part of a familial unit that three quarters of the palmer family loves camping then this (laughs) other fourth fourth of the palmer family just kind of has to find his way through it and it's usually okay i there was, I think it was, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but we were getting to a point like I I realized that we had a 14 day block of camping booked. Oh, wow. And I got to the like about day 12. I was super curmudgeon I looked at the forecast. I'm like, listen, okay. And it was, it's funny because like is day 12 was my birthday. And I was like, listen, it's going to be rain for like day 13 and part of day 14. I am not putting up gear in our backyard to dry off for days on end to try and get this all put away. Like we're done. We're over. It's been 12 days. Everyone had a good time. Let's go home. And we did. And I think it was the right decision to make. But then I, you know, if I pull my friends and I'm like, yeah, so how long do you guys go camping? Like two days, three days. I'm like, Oh, Oh, we're that, we're that family. We're that family who does, does the extra (laughs) yeah no i have a a lot of friends here who like to go camping on the weekends like all year round Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm open like i always tell people straight up like sometimes i even put it in my dating profile that i am not outdoorsy like if you're looking for someone who is going to do these things with you every weekend like i'm not that person but i am open Mm -hmm. to new experiences Mm -hmm. so i will try it but it's not going to be like a like a an every weekend kind of thing. We might be getting there. We're talking about yeah. getting a trailer at one point, but now we're doing cool. more house like reno type stuff. So it might not happen. Yeah. But I think the real pain in the butt part of camping anyway is the setup and tear down. And if you're doing that like every weekend, it just gets exhausting, especially with kids. And so I think if yeah. we got a trailer, then it might be something where it's like you can just roll out for the weekend and do a thing and then come back. Um, but yeah, things I'm learning. I've learned a lot. Like we just got a hitch today. So the car is now ready to tow things. Yeah. And I I don't know how I feel about it, but it's okay. Like I've become, I've become that, like I've become the archetypal Canadian dad. Yeah. Being, being a black man in Canada, it's like the anathema of everything I should be. It's crazy. Just being this life in my mind right now. Cause I'm just kind of like, there's very, two very different cases who are vying for supremacy over my mind. And yeah. I, I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> but it's good. It means like you contain multitudes. So I, I've learned how to how to flow in very different environments. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I know I will have to compromise a bit at some point. Mm-hmm. 
It's now time for one of my favorite times of the podcast, which is a rapid fire game of fuck, Mary kill. Um, <laughs> this one is mid two thousands problematic rappers edition. So <laughs> I've been saving. I like how specific this is. This is good. This is good. Okay. Um, okay. So fuck, Mary kill Lil Wayne, Lil John or job ja rule. Now. Okay. Is this, today or is it when they were at like the, the height of everything that is awesome about them i'm gonna go with today because that's a little bit more interesting excellent okay so that makes the kill jaw rule super easy <laughs> because that man has not aged well in the things he's done and the way he's looked at the world as much uh you know i'm gonna have to say it would be a, a fuck little wayne because you know he seems like he'd be a good time and know how to party really well even though he doesn't drink and likes to see other people drink and use things it's, it's he's, he's problematic one time thought, one time with little wayne i thought he was still hooked on the syrup or no yeah yeah I think, no i think he's still hooked on the syrup but he doesn't like drink alcohol so i don't know what he does with the syrup i don't know Oh, Lil Wayne's weird. Okay. Okay. He finds weird loopholes to work with things. Like I don't okay. he's just one of the most weird people in hip hop. And it is I he makes hot fire music, I get it, but like on a personal level, I'm like, mm, I don't know if we could mess I don't know if we can hang long term. So uh yeah. ma- I'm I'm marrying Lil John, but that's just a default thing. That's <laughs> that's he's my leftover. He's the one who's there. I'm like, dude, it's it's happening. Let's go. Okay, so I've thought about this as well. And I actually came up with the same um, decision. I would definitely kill Ja Rule mm-hmm. for very obvious reasons. <laughs> um, I would because he seems like he'd be a good time. Years ago, I read the book um, Confessions of a Video Vixen, which is like Kareem oh, no. Stephan's like account of like all the rappers that she like yep. owned. And Little Wayne, there's like extensive sections on Little Wayne and like their feelings and like her like love for him. And I'm like, well, like he is not a guy that you marry. He's like, no, definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm sure it would be weird and worth an interesting story. And I guess I would marry Lil John if he could get the sort of like the vocalizations under control where he wasn't just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's i there has to be a term for little john tourette's because that's that's basically what it is like it's his own version a sub tourette's version that he has where it's like i'm just gonna yell things randomly because that's what i do but i feel like he's the kind of guy who like outside of his like stage persona like i could totally imagine him just being like yeah, I'm just going to barbecue, like, go in the back and, like, mow the grass. Like, I bet he's, like, completely normal. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I would be willing to look that up. I'd be willing to look that up to to uh, completely debunk that. But, you know, right now, let's go with it for the sake of the game. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be, like, a le- the least in the news, let's just say. So maybe you'd that's, be able that's to, That's like, valid. If, if he was, like, a total nutter, like, you'd probably be able to keep that insanity under wraps because he seems committed yep. to just being Lil John crazy in person. But, like, I'd never hear anything about him. Oh, yep. I can. Yeah. If he was in the news more often, I could see the knife changing direction from John to <laughs> Lil John. <laughs> I still oh think God. I'd kill Ja Rule. I think I'd still choose Lil Wayne over Ja Rule. 
you know, it's really hard to not go for Ja Rule in this situation. Like he's he's really merited a uh permanent almost like lifetime membership in that category. You'd have to you have to pick some very specific people to really knock him off that pedestal, if you will. I'm trying to think who's really problematic. I'd say future is pretty problematic. Future is pretty problematic. I contemplated including him in this, but I think I'm gonna save it for like the next version of this game, which is like <laughs> Problematic rappers colon current <laughs> Ooh. versus colon yesteryear. You didn't hear about it as much in the yesteryear though. It's just like news didn't travel in the same way. It's very no. much more like today. It's like we we know a lot. We know a lot we about a lot of people much. these days. Yeah, too much is you... you're right. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think at some point there'll be like a a future to baby. And like someone else, fuck Mary Kill. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> how do you even choose? How, oh, Whew. it's yeah. basically by that by that time. It's like, who do I not want to see another album from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I should ask. Like, where would you like to be found on the internet? Like, what? Uh, you know what? I I do a lot of tinkering. So, like, you know, my website caseypalmer.com for Casey Palmer Canadian Dad links to all my socials. I'm doing a lot of different things right now like i'm trying to put more stories up and not okay that's phrased incorrectly i'm trying to put more posts up on instagram because all my instagram captions are long ass stories and people seem to enjoy them so there's that um facebook is always super involved and i have my friend Kaya has me trying out pinterest a lot more these days which is interesting because i'm just trying to find the right places to take all these stories and video and audio and just create cool things um i've long since accepted that i'm not aiming to be like a super viral celebrity on any particular social media channel i rather just have fun with it so yeah, yeah if uh i think instagram is probably the one that people find me on most these days and it's instagram uh at casey palmer because cool. consistency real name do i do what <laughs> i do and yeah that's probably the best place to find me these days and and on my site i have links to multiple podcast episodes i've been on and videos and all sorts of stuff so you can really stalk me without stalking me it's all there like everything's out in the open it's not i'm not worth it guys i'm not worth stalking there's really nothing you're gonna get from that so just enjoy all the stuff i put on the internet because i do overshare but not in like an uncomfortable way in a classy way I've I've learned, you know, there's certain yeah. things to keep private about myself and my family. So I've learned how to differentiate between the two. Uh, yeah. And now it's just basically like what makes a good story. That's always what I go for. And if I'm happy with the story, I'm sure other people will be too. So that's what I go for. Yeah, I fully back that. Thank you so much for being my guest, Casey. Been a pleasure. And Thank I know you. And I hope I didn't make it go too sideways. <laughs> no, it went sideways in a good way. And that's what we're Woo. we're all about here. I'm Simone Paget, and thank you for tuning in to We're Never Doing This Again. You can find me online at Simone underscore Paget on both Twitter and Instagram, and follow the show at Never Again Pod on all platforms. Don't forget to subscribe and support the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.